Hello, hello, hello from wherever and whenever you may be listening. This is another episode of The Rambler and the Gambler. Kevin joined as always by co-host, brother, fellow picker, and entertainment value through the roof, Dan. Dan, welcome. I like the last one the best, to be honest with you, because <laughs> my yeah. picks, you know, we never know. Last year I was okay, but uh, as sports gambling, sports gamblers will tell you, it's an up and down type of thing. The sports gambling gods are a fickle bunch. They are. They are a fickle bunch. So but yeah, we, I'm mean, uh, looking forward to it. Uh, you got a lot of good games this weekend. You got some pretty big spreads over five or six points, and you got a lot of field goal spreads. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. We got a lot, a lot of good matchups. I feel like they threw a lot of the great college matchups last weekend. Uh, and then this weekend, it's again, you know, you got uh, Alabama playing uh, Middle Tennessee State or something, which is like a 68-point spread. So I believe it was, I believe it was Mercer. Yeah, I'm okay, Mercer. Mercer. But, yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, last, there's only two top 25 matchups in college this week as opposed to last week, which were, you know, quite abundant. But, anyway, this is primarily a NFL podcast, so let's, let's stay in our lane here. Yeah, no, um, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I think the NFL followed suit a little bit with college with some uh, some good games for week one. I mean, I, I think they always kind of do. And, uh, you know, to your point about the spreads, it, it really reminds us that we, we don't know shit right now. We don't know uh, who's going to be good and who's not. And, um, you know, we... Like, if you were setting these lines for the same games in three weeks, you know, the lines can swing touchdowns either way. Not yeah. only on injury, of course, but just based upon, wow, that team is better than we thought, or wow, that team really sucks, and yeah. well, everything I mean, in between. Out of the 32 teams, you can tell that the top, like, there's like five teams at the top that you know are going to be good, and then there's five teams at the bottom that you just know are going to be bad. And then the remaining teams in the middle are kind of like, let's wait and see. You know, yeah. everybody knows between, Kansas is uh, going to be good. Kansas seven City's and ten gonna, wins. Yeah, Kansas City, Green Bay. They're going to be good. And then you got the the Jacksonvilles and the Houstons who are going to suck. And uh, probably the Jets just, you know, following suit from most years. But, yeah, I mean, listen, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I'm so, just glad week one's finally here. It seems like the NFL, you know, after the season, there's a free agency, there's the draft, and then it just drags on. And then you have to listen to every, oh, this guy looks great in training camp. And this guy looks great in preseason against backups or you know this guy looks great in seven on sevens when we're not blitzing him and we have shorts and no pads on and i'm like all right guys everyone looks great when there's no pressure i, I could look great throwing you a spiral in a park uh with no pressure so uh, i'm just excited to finally see some game action some schemes and uh see how everyone actually looks when the pressure is on so yeah because I- half of these teams didn't even play any of their starters in the preseason Right. I mean, the preseason's getting weirder because it used to always be that third game was like the uh, dress rehearsal, and now there only is three games. So some guys did it week two, some guys did it week three, some guys didn't do it at all. So, yeah, it was yeah. it was all over the place. But, uh-huh. I mean, between Wait. that and the, uh, the Deshaun Watson storyline, the Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers storyline, yep. and uh, everything else that... Oh, and the Dak Prescott injury news. I, I, I'm, I want the storylines to be on games. I'm, I'm, I'm sick of these three. I think we've moved past it. Although we still don't know what's going on with Deshaun Watson. But well, they've already named uh, Tyrod Taylor the starter for Week One, which is surprising. So you don't know if Deshaun's gonna, you know, be sitting there on the sideline. If Deshaun's gonna, be... I think he's gonna be on the active roster, but not dress. 
Yeah, which is like stupid. I mean, that's just like a standoff. And you know what? If Houston had any brains, they would trade him and get a bunch of draft picks and just move on. I mean, you know well, what? I think they're Once... I think they're trying to, but well, they no one will they make a decision now. on him. Maybe they are now, but I mean, reports over the summer kept coming out that Houston is adamantly against trading Deshaun Watson. It's like, guys, yeah. if the guy doesn't want to play for you, like you can't force somebody to do something that you don't. You're gonna. I mean, listen. It's kind of like a standoff thing. How long is Deshaun really going to sit around and watch without playing? You know, it comes down to week four, five, or six. You know, he's 26 years old. He's got a lot of good games left in him. He's going to be Jones in a play. Maybe he'll just suck it up and say, okay. But it doesn't seem like that's the route he wants to go. Yeah. Anyway, we, we I said we weren't going to get into these storylines, and, and here we go. So um, let's get into some games. Well, we first off. Tomorrow night. Yeah, we got to talk about the first game, obviously. Is that one of your best bets or no? I mean, I was contemplating doing it, but, you know, I just feel like it's just completely unfair to considering I think Tampa's going to absolutely destroy and crush and roll the Cowboys, even if Dak is playing and his arm feels good and, and all that. Um, you know, I saw it at eight. Now it's at eight and a half. I, I was going to say, how high would this line need to get for you to take Dallas? Um me to take that it would have to be 10 and a half at minimum yeah it would have to be it would have to be 10 because 10's a push i mean at worst it'd have to be 10 and a half listen Dak hasn't played since what week five last year whenever it was whenever the logan ryan destroyed his leg um zeke hasn't played all preseason i don't think dallas is zero and four they got the extra game because they played in the hall of fame game like, there's a lot of questions about Dallas right now. Jerry loves to uh, rally his team up and basically be in the limelight all the time, but you haven't really seen much from them, you know? And like right. I said, I've said this in the prior podcast with the NFL over-unders, that uh, Dak is the head of that snake, and if he doesn't play, it's really going to be bad. I think Tom and the boys are, are, are going to not even struggle and have a tough time throwing up 30 points, without a doubt. I just, I mean, listen... Tom is the man, and it's pretty evident as of last year, wherever he goes, you know, winners go, and, you know, he had a loaded lineup. I mean, his wide receiving core, my God, between God and Brown. Listen to you. Huh? Listen to you with the Tom Brady praise. I mean, listen, you know, Peyton Manning's still the GOAT, but right now Tom Brady's playing at an all-time high level. So, I mean, look, Dallas secondary couldn't cover shit last year. They got a nice edge rusher, and they got decent linebackers, but if you don't get enough pressure, and Tom Brady doesn't need more than two seconds to make a decision. They really don't. I mean, and when you got the guys, I mean, Gronk and Evans and Godwin and Brown, uh, you know, it's like, I, I don't know. I just I just don't see any way that they're going to. Your thoughts? Yeah, I like uh, Tampa tomorrow night as well, but um, I don't know. I think you're selling Dallas a little short. I don't know. It'll be interesting. We uh, haven't seen them. We haven't seen anybody. We, th- th- there's nothing to go off of. It's week one. We haven't seen anything. They didn't play in the preseason. Gun to my head, I'm laying it with Tampa Bay, but it's not one of my best bets either. But, yes, I, I do think they will win uh, strictly on um, a continuity thing. And if you're going to bet Tampa, I-, I think betting them early in the season is good for two reasons. One, uh, you know, they want to come out and show everyone that they're still awesome. And two, Tom Brady... If he's going to decline, it will be later in the season, obviously, because he's uh, 44 years old. Yeah. Since they brought every single person back, there could be some complacency throughout the season, but I don't think we'll see it 
in the opening game at home getting your Super Bowl rings and all that. So if I was going to fade Tampa, it might be later in the year, uh, not tonight. Last year, they didn't have any preseason. Tom was in a new offense with a new coordinator and a new head coach. And you, 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 I don't know if everybody forgets, maybe Tampa was seven and five and we were discussing it in week 12 or 13, if they were even going to make the playoffs and then they didn't lose a game from there on out for the rest of the year at seven and five. Yeah. So I need mean, now with the guys there, everyone's comfortable. And you know what? If anybody's proven that he wants to continue to win and continue to win, it's Tom. You know, I don't, I mean, I, you know, I know a lot of these guys are going to be sitting there on the team like, yeah, we got our ring. Now let's get paid. I feel like a lot of guys who, after they win the ring, they just leave a great team, go to a tomato can team because they got a big contract and they just run right. off the sunset because they don't care. Tom's not like that. Tom's not going to allow the guys to act that way. He's going to want to win. So, uh, you know, I think that that's that. But anyway, en- en- enough about that. You want to get into your best bets? Kev? I was going to say, I'm going to answer. Let's get into best bets and then we can touch on any other games that aren't part of our best bets. All right. Here we go. You want me to go first? You can go first. Okay. First best bet of the season. I am taking the Carolina Panthers minus five and a half at home against the NYJs. Um, this has to do with a couple things. A, um, I haven't given up on Sam Darnold yet. I think that, uh, and we've spoken about this, if anybody's listened to our podcast before, I've brought this up many times. I'm a big proponent of the team that drafts you has to a lot to do with your success. Sam Darnold was on the Jets. They're a poorly run franchise. I, I, you know, God bless him that Zach Wilson's coming in, and I hope he does well. Um, I haven't given up on Sam Darnold yet. He's looked really good in the preseason. I think Matt Rule is an outstanding coach, and I basically more or less think that Sam Darnold wants to show the Jets, hey, listen, you know, with the right preparation and the right teammates and the right coaching staff behind me, I can really succeed and be a star. Plus, Jackson or plus Carolina's at home. The Jets are just not a good team. I, I, I'm sorry. They just, they just don't have, you know, they, they got a rookie quarterback. How many rookie quarterbacks have come out and won their game, no less covered? Uh, I just don't see this going very well for Zach in his first uh, game being against, uh, you know, a rally. I mean, I don't know if Carolina was one of the stadiums last year that allowed fans or not, but I, I have a feeling that a lot of games this weekend are going to be pretty raucous at home just because of the fact that they're allowing fans back in. So I think Zach Wilson's in for a first long day in the pros uh give me carolina panthers five and a half yeah it's interesting you bring up the home crowd thing because uh well zach wilson's a rookie right so he doesn't have anything to compare it to at least in the on the nfl level right but but the second year guys herbert to a uh, burrow i wonder if it's going to affect them at all as you know a, a year of silence i'll say versus uh you know fans and them being back and probably being a little extra rowdy because it was Obviously, a year off, so just another storyline to keep an eye on. Okay. I'll get into my first best bet, which might be uh, even uglier than the Jets-Carolina game. I am taking the aforementioned Houston Texans at home, plus three. Wow! Wow! Okay, tell me why. Uh, Are we sure Jacksonville is any good? Now, I don't get me wrong. to see that they were a favorite on the road, to be honest don't, with you. Don't get me wrong. You, I'm not saying Houston's good. But Jacksonville can't block anybody. And Trevor Lawrence is a rookie. Urban Meyer is a rookie head coach. Uh, and He's got a fit- lot of headlines coming to him, too. Everything that Urban Meyer seems to say catches headlines these days. Yeah, we're not even sure if the team likes playing for Urban Meyer. So uh, <laughs> th- there's just a lot of red flags. And... Uh, if you, what I said about fading Tampa, 
if Houston is ever motivated to get off the schneid and win, it's week one, right? Because if you're 0-4, or 0-8, or 0-11, that becomes a storyline. Players get discouraged, blah, blah, blah. So if you remember, Jacksonville, who went 1-15 last year, ironically enough, won their week one game uh, and then lost 15 in a row. So I'm not saying the Texans will necessarily do that. I'm just saying the Jaguars should not be favored on the road. And look up Tyrod Taylor. He wins games. He actually won his week one start last year for the Chargers before the doctors punctured his lung with uh, a shot. Oh, my God. And, Justin uh, Herbert still sending him uh, Christmas and birthday cards every year for that. Yeah. So I don't uh, – I, <laughs> I wouldn't recommend watching this game, but I do think there's value on the uh, Texans at home getting three points. Yeah, I mean, I, I looked at that game. I, I can't go anywhere near that because I don't know what either team's going to do. I don't trust either team. And, you know, I, on paper, I think both of them are going to struggle this year. So I, I couldn't even. Uh... Yeah, I mean, Tyrod's career record is 24-21-1. and one. I mean, he wins He wins games. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it could be ugly. The uh, Texans have more washed up running backs than I can imagine. Uh, Philip Lindsay, Mark Ingram, David Johnson. And Rex Burkhead. So I think they're just going to run the ball. And uh, I'm not trusting Jacksonville's defense to do anything. So we'll see. Maybe Trevor Lawrence will come out and set the world on fire. And they'll win by three touchdowns. And I'll take an idiot. But mm-hmm. uh, I see value in plus three at home for the Texans against a eh, Jag team. Okay. All right. Um, my second best bet of the year. And this is probably not going to be a popular pick in your opinion. Just based on proximity and where they are. I am going to take the Bolts on the road minus one at the Washington football team. Now, I know that, you know, West Coast quarterbacks travel and all that. It's week one, so I'm not even going to take any uh, any credence in that. Plus, do we really think Brian Fitzpatrick is going to be able to move the ball up and down the field? I don't know. I think Los Angeles has a lot of good players on offense. I think Herbert is seriously one of the next few quarterbacks to watch. In the future, he's basically the future of the league, along with Mahomes and uh, Lamar and, and all those guys. But I really think that he's going to be able to put up some numbers. They have a great pass rush, Washington. Don't get me wrong. I agree. But I think the Chargers, you know, this is the post-Anthony Lynn era. And I think that, you know, it's really going to be a time for them to make a push in the, uh, in the AFC West. Obviously, Kansas City is still the team to beat in that. But I would almost uh, pen in uh, the Chargers as a wild card for that. I mean, they just have a lot of great guys offensively. Defensively, uh, Bosa's going to be back and healthy this year. They still got Derwin James, who missed a significant amount of time last year with injury. He's back at safety. Um, you know, they got former G-man Linval Joseph. Uh, so I, I just think that th- this is more or less a number here. You know, you don't have to beat Washington by that many points. You just have to more or less beat them by two. Uh, I'm going to take the Chargers to lay in the one on the road week one. Okay. Uh, you don't I love just, that, do you? I just, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I trust the Chargers on the road. I can see the game completely going anyway, either way. I mean, obviously, the spread kind of indicates that, right? It's pretty much a coin flip. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't, I don't, I just, I just don't have an opinion, really. I don't love it either way. I can see either team winning. Uh, you mentioned Washington's great defensive front. Uh, the Chargers did a lot to address their offensive line. So, if they can hold up, I do like their offense. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they brought on Brandon Staley who was the defensive coordinator from the Rams. So you'd think their defense would be a little bit better as well. But I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick 
always a question mark. I don't know. He could throw four touchdowns. He could throw four picks. So, yeah. Best of luck to you. Obviously, I want Washington to lose, but uh, I, I don't have a strong opinion either way on that game. Okay. Uh, my second best bet is the premier game of the week, probably. Uh, the Cleveland Browns and the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. I, I am taking the Browns plus six and a half in Kansas City. I I don't know. Uh, I could be 100% wow. wrong. Wow, backing uh, Baker and the boys week one against the defending AFC champs. Tell I mean, me why. They, they hung with them last year in the playoffs. And yes, I know Mahomes left with a concussion and missed the end of the game. But the uh, – God, I can't remember his name. Was it um, – who was the guy on Cleveland that fumbled the ball out of the back of the end zone in that game? I think it was Peoples-Jones, maybe? I can't remember. I, I can't remember either. But someone did. And, you know, if they score that, then you have to have Chad Henney uh, come back and win instead of protect the lead. So, uh, you know, typical Browns that things would break their way or not break their way. But uh, I think the Browns have one of the best rosters in the league. And I just like them to hang with the Chiefs. I don't necessarily trust the Chiefs defense and the Browns will probably do a ground and pound and try to keep the ball away from the Chiefs and uh, if the Chiefs have a few three and outs, you know, who knows Uh, I I think the Chiefs will still pull this out maybe by three or four points but uh, I like the Browns uh, gaining a lot of confidence in a loss getting the six and a half and this could go up to seven, I don't know it was at six, now it's at six and a half so we'll Uh see but I like uh I like the Browns in KC plus six and a half, and what I would say is the game of the week. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, that's got to be the game of the week, the, the the AFC Championship game from last year. And yeah, I, I agree with everything you say. Um, do I think that Kansas City's gonna win by a touchdown? I mean, I could give it, I'd give it like a 60-40 chance. So I mean, there's not, there's, you know. Yeah, I don't know if uh, the the Chiefs might lose their shine a little bit because. It's a lot of Kelsey and Hill, and if any one of those guys goes down, plus they got the revamped O-line, which is probably why you saw a lot of Mahomes in the preseason to try to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I, I just feel like there's more continuity on the Browns side, and week one's yeah. weird. I feel uh, I feel almost bad doing this, but I am picking a third favorite uh, this week. And actually, my second um, road favorite. Dicey. Yeah. I'm going to guess it's Green Bay with your love affair with Aaron Rodgers, but I'll let you finish No, it's not, and it's not. It's actually the San Francisco 49ers, seven and a half at the Lions. I looked so, at this. I just feel like that's so square, but the Lions okay. would be historically so, bad. So go ahead, make the point. Yeah, so this game is um, it, it's more or less about two teams going in opposite directions, Okay. Last year, the Lions were the worst team for points against 32 points a game they gave up. They were 10th in passing yards, but remember, they got rid of Stafford, and now they have Mr. I Love My Patch of Grass, Jared Goff, as their quarterback. And their rushing yards last year were 30th. So um, the only bright spot about the Detroit Lions is they got that guard from uh, Oregon, Kenny Sewell, who was like one of the top-rated tackles. If he can block uh, Nick Bosa, who's going to be back, God bless him. But I don't think Jared Goff really has a lot to work with. Um, a lot of the guys are injured. Uh, it's not, not injured. Tyrell Williams is questionable, probably their best receiver. Um, I mean, they got DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, not anybody that you'd really look at and say he's going to light the, light the world on fire. 
Niners are coming back from a year where they were ravaged with injuries, from Kittle to Mostert to Nick Bosa blew his ACL out in week two. Jimmy Garoppolo missed a lot of time. I feel like the body of work that the Niners had last year is not conducive with who they really are because of all the injuries that they sustained. And what better way to open up the season than indoors with comfortable temperatures playing the probably worst overall franchise in uh, the NFL, the Detroit Lions. Uh, this is more or less with the, the talent that one team has on the side versus the terrible history and the fact that I just don't think Goff is the answer. And even if he's not the answer, who are they going to go to? David Blau? I mean, seriously, yeah. that's that, that's your backup? You're, you're, you're putting all this? So um, this is more or less about the matchup than anything, especially since it's early on in the season. Everyone's healthy for the most part. I mean, uh, you know, you still have the guys who get injured uh, or are coming in with uh, a couple of dings and dents. But um, I just think that the, the Niners are going to come out and just handle this team that's really not even in their class. And, and Jared Goff's going to – I mean, Jared Goff knows the Niners. He's played them twice a year for the last four years or however long he's been in the league. So um, I feel like he knows what he's going to be up against. And uh, I don't think the talent that he has around him now is nearly as good as it was on the Los Angeles Rams last year. So uh, I'm just playing this more of a uh, lack of talent than anything. So give me Niners minus 7.5. Okay. Um, my second, no, third, your third and final best bet. We're going prime time. Uh, I'm taking the LA Rams against the Chicago bears and laying the seven and a half. Okay. Uh, I think this is a classic, uh, sacrificial lamb game for Andy Dalton. Uh, they didn't want to put Justin Fields out here against his defense, and ruin his confidence, so they're going to let the Rams ruin Andy Dalton. And uh, I, I like Stafford. You know, McVay is obviously a great play caller. I'm sure he has a bunch of uh, things up his sleeve for week one, opening at home in their new stadium uh, in prime time. And, you know, similar to my point on the Jaguars earlier, I don't think the Bears can really block. So if you can't block against Aaron Donald in that defense – uh, I feel like it's going to be uh, a long night. Uh, the Bears do have a pretty solid defense, but underperformed a lot last year. So uh, I just don't, I just don't trust them. Right? They won the division. What was it? Three years ago now. So um, when you, you know, you start to lose pieces, as we talked about earlier with the Bucks, and even though they didn't, but you know, guys in the Super Bowl, they go places. You can't keep all the good pieces on defense. Uh, I just. I don't see any way the Bears can move the ball enough to win this game. And despite the fact that the Bears have a decent defense, uh, I feel like, uh, you know, McVay has been waiting for someone not named Jared Goff to control his offense, and he'll probably be uh, ready to try out a bunch of different things. Obviously, Matt Stafford knows the Bears from playing for the Lions for the past 10 years. So uh, I think it'll be a good game early. I think the Rams will pull away late, and I like them laying the seven and a half. Okay. Um, so my parlay here, as I'm reviewing a few games and lines, I am going to go to another favorite that, uh, you know, I like, I'm going to the Superdome and I am going to take the Packers minus four and over 50 couple. Reasons. Well, hold, hold on before you lock this in. You're not going to the Superdome. Oh, yes. You're going to Jacksonville. Oh, going to Jacksonville. You are correct. Yes. 
Okay. Either I mean, that way. would only bode better for your Green Bay bet. True, true. But um, the sheer fact that Mr. Drew Brees is no longer the quarterback of that, this is really to see how great Sean Payton is um, with with other quarterbacks. I mean, you know, uh, Adam Gates got two head coaching jobs in the NFL because he was Peyton Manning's coordinator, and he sucked terribly at both of them. So, I mean, let's see. I'm listen, and Sean Payton, I think, far and beyond is what was a way better coach and coordinator than Adam Gase ever was. However, you don't have Michael Thomas for the first four weeks. You really got, you got Alvin Kamara, that's fine, but Green Bay's got a really good defense and they also have a really good offense with the aforementioned Mr. Aaron Rodgers. So I really just am looking at this and it's going to be a time where the, the Saints are going to have to show us are they really the team that uh, was there with uh, Drew Brees for all those years or are they going to go back to being one of the worst franchises in history prior to his arrival in 2005. So um, I think the Packers are destined to make another long run. I think this is just a uh, uh, the first stop on the, on the trip. So give me the Packers, plus Jameis is there. And I'm thinking that he's going to throw at least one pick six. He's got to keep uh, you know, the reputation up. So I'm going Packers 31-21 in this one. I'd love to know what the line is on Jameis to throw a pick six. I could probably find that out. Plus, plus money. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, it's it's not overly it's not overly common that you throw a pick six, but for him, the odds would be a little bit lower because he's so prone to doing it in the past. Yeah. So, so I have now picked four winners. Three of them are four um, favorites. Excuse me. Three of them on the road. Um, and I've taken uh, the favorites at an over, so I'm I'm going I'm going uh, chalk 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 points. Yeah, favorites and a lot of points. Where are you headed? Uh, I am picking my first uh, favorite. No, right? you didn't pick all. No, you didn't pick all dogs. Oh, I'm sorry. Picking... I just picked the Rams. You picked. I'm the picking Rams. my. I'm picking my first road favorite. Let me see if I can guess that real quick. Hold on. There's a lot. Um, geez, I don't see that many. Well, I mean, outside of the Chargers and the Niners, which I already picked, I think I know where you're going. There's um, Seattle. There's Sea. Uh, there's Minnesota. Minnesota. Yep. There's, there's the Broncos. There's the Packers, and there's the Ravens. I'm thinking Big Kev is going to go Denver. Yeah, I hate to do it, but you're absolutely right. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'm taking Denver minus two and a half and under forty-one and a half. I think this is a classic Giants start to the season. The Giants have started 0-2 seven of the last eight years, uh, which obviously means they've started 0-1 those same seven of the eight years. And there's just there's just too many question marks with the Giants, uh, this offensive line, Saquon's knee, Engram's calf, Galladay's hamstring, Daniel Jones' turnovers. And, you know, Denver's defense is healthy. They got Von Miller back. They drafted Sertain. I I just think it's going to be a long day. And I think Teddy Bridgewater is just going to be super efficient. I do like the Giants defense. I do like this game to be low scoring. But I think it's going to be something like uh, 21-13, 17-9. Something low scoring and ugly. And everyone's going to be like, what the fuck is going on with the Giants and their offense? Uh, will be the the lead headlines out of this game. So I just think uh, 
I just the Giants are historically slow starters, and there's been too much inconsistency this offseason, specifically on the offensive side of the ball. I think their defense will keep a minute, but eventually uh, they will give way like they always seem to and lose by a touchdown or 10 points. Kev, what do you think the odds are on Joe Judge, coach of the year? Uh, I believe it's 26 to 1 because I already bet it. No, it's 2,500 now. So you and a bunch of other people are, are trying to win that long money because the odds came down. Yeah. Zach Wilson to win rookie of the year. Oh, no. I bet on Zach Wilson to lead the league in picks. Jeez, he's only plus 700. He's only 701. Wow, surprising. All right. So, listen, I agree with your uh, I agree with your analysis on that. Um, there are a lot of question marks for the Giants. Uh, as I mentioned last week when I picked over seven in the win totals, I am hopelessly optimistic. Um, the defense should be good. Um, I don't think Teddy Bridgewater – I mean, listen, Teddy Bridgewater is more or less a game manager. He's not going to make mistakes, but he's not going to light it up. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if our offensive line can't block Chubb and Von Miller, you're right. It's going to be a long day. So that'll be interesting. I mean, a lot of, lot of storylines coming into this season as far as injuries, guys who were injured last year, how they're going to come back from the injuries, guys on new teams, what they're going to look like, and then obviously the new head coaches for a lot of these franchises. So uh, I'm, I'm really excited about the first week of the season, but picking winners uh, for the first week is, you know, really a crapshoot because you, you haven't seen any of the real product yet because, as we said, preseason doesn't really count. Right, and one more bet I like is uh, the under in the Dolphins-Pats game. Now, I always give you shit about picking overs and unders instead of picking sides, so I wasn't going to be a hypocrite. But uh, between Belichick and uh, a lot of the guys that opted out being back and him always giving young quarterbacks issues, and yep. Matt Jones in his first start against the Belichick protege, Brian Flores, who also has a good defense. Um, I actually bet this when it was 45. It's already down to 43 and a half. So I would imagine it keeps coming down. But I, I just like, I don't know who's going to win. I would lean Patriots just because they're home. But uh, I just like the under in general. So I'll give a little bonus best bet, which won't go towards my yearly total. But um, quick question for you, Dan, and then I guess we'll wrap up. Who do you think, I mean, you picked all favorites, so is there any team you think is on upset alert this week that could possibly lose? I mean, it's week one, so you know it's going to happen. Yeah, of course, of course, and there's always going to be guys uh, who, who are going to be upset. Um, listen, could I possibly, oh, actually, that's a bold statement. I was going to say, could I possibly see the Bengals win at home against the Vikings? Yeah, but I don't know. Could I, listen, could I see the Colts miraculously pull something out against the Seahawks? Yeah, because I don't know if the Seahawks have really revamped that offensive line. Russell's still the man. DK is going to have a huge season, at least I hope, because I drafted him uh, second in a uh, second round in our draft. Um, I could easily see uh, the Colts winning. I mean, listen, if you want to call Washington football team plus one an upset, I could easily see them winning, even though it was one of my best bets. Um, I don't see any chance the Jets are going to win. At least I hope not. Could I see – no, I was going to say Pittsburgh beating Buffalo in Buffalo. No, that's not going to happen. Did you hear that the uh, city of Buffalo is not renewing the lease um, there and they're thinking about potentially moving if, if the township can't get funding for the new stadium? I did not hear that. Yeah, so they're basically saying that – I mean, that stadium is old as can be. That, that stadium used to rock when uh, Jim Kelly and Thurman Thomas and Andre Reed were there winning games. So – the fact that it's still up and they haven't gotten a new stadium when they're looking around and seeing all these other teams in the NFL getting these brand new gaudy monstrosities, 
Um, I think that they're trying to basically threaten the town for some tax dollars so they can keep the Bills there because they know that the Bills fan base is like crazy and they don't want to leave. Uh, but I saw an article about that recently that they were thinking about doing that. Interesting. <laughs> I um I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the Raiders pulled out a win on Monday night at home. Yeah, I you mean, always love a, you always love a home dog on Monday night, right, Kev? Yeah, and uh, I'll be curious to see what their stadium looks like. Is it going to be, you know, every tourist that's in town and everyone will go to Vegas when they play the Raiders? Or will it be more like the black hole and a good home field advantage? I mean, I I would think for week one, it'll be one of the hottest tickets in town. So I imagine, you know, the casinos will give it to their high rollers or there'll be, you know, local people that work for the casinos, higher ups there. So I imagine it would be... Uh, tilted towards the Raiders, but I, I don't know if that necessarily gives them a home field advantage if you got, you know, corporate guys in there. So uh, I'll be very interested to see uh, what. Oh, trust th- me, that they're, they're going to travel. Like. They weren't even allowed to be in the building last year either. So they're definitely going to travel. I think it's going to be a raucous environment. I mean, considering the uh, fact that J.K. Dobbins is out for the season and the uh, outside of Lamar Jackson, their running backs are really down to just Gus Edwards. Um, you know, you never know. I mean, the Raiders are one of those teams that great fan base, but you never know what they're going to get. The teams that you think they're going to whoop their ass, they beat. And the teams you think they should beat, they lose to. It sounds awfully familiar like the Giants used to be, too. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I can see that happening. All right. Anything else for week one you're looking for? No, I'm just looking forward to tomorrow night at 820 so we can see some real football. I think yeah. that be, I think that should be a good game, though. As long as Dak is uh, is back and playing, uh, at least for the first half, I think it'll be a good and game. And then watch every media outlet overreact to the Cowboys one way or the other, depending on what Oh, yeah, have. of course. That's that's all anybody's going to talk about on uh, on Friday morning, basically because it's going to be the only football game that's been played so far. But, right. uh, like I said, I think Tampa's going to run away with it late. But at least it'll be – and when I say a good football game, I mean all the starters will be playing and it'll be faster than that preseason crap we saw. Right. All right. All right, enjoy the week, and uh, go Giants. Pray. Yeah, I hope my parlay is wrong. <laughs> yeah, I bet you do. All right, man, week one, we'll uh, we'll talk next week. We'll recap. We'll go into week two. We'll, uh, we'll keep doing this thing. All right, adios. Have a good weekend. Happy take, betting. Take care.